Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production, available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Okay, this is just a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please, please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The company that has been offering you great rates and great service for 75 years, it's Geico. I've been using them for a long time myself. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. No recordings. The company, Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, but I've been a fan and a customer of Geico for a long time. And in five, four, three, two, one, I'm out. Why wait to live your best life? Stop letting fibroids and endometriosis take over. Right now, thousands of women who have visited the specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care at InnovativeGYN.com are saying the same thing. I shouldn't have waited. Waiting to treat a GYN condition can prolong the symptoms and often make them worse. Fibroids will grow and endometriosis will spread. If you ignore a GYN condition, you can also risk anemia from increased blood loss. Why are you waiting? The CIGC difference is our training and our techniques. State-of-the-art, minimally invasive procedures are performed as same-day outpatient surgeries. Recovery from the exclusive CIGC procedures is just days. Innovative techniques, superior results. That's the CIGC difference. Book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. <laughs> this is Dan Patrick. Uh, it's hour two on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We got Thursday night football. We got the Colts at the Texans. We'll talk to Sean Merriman, the former Chargers Pro Bowl linebacker. He'll join us coming up here in about 15 minutes. Ben Simmons, he did it. He made his first career three last night. And the form isn't bad. I mean, there are guys who have uglier shots, but he hit the three, and that's big news. A professional hit a three-pointer. Been a long time. I don't know if this is the start of something, but, you know, this is all about confidence. It's getting out there, and, you you know, they leave you alone. And if you ever play, you know, playground or pickup basketball, and they leave you wide open, like Paulie was always left wide open, and, and then all of a sudden, you start to think a little bit more. Lonzo Ball went through this because it was in his head, and then you don't shoot. There are guys who have a lot of confidence who shouldn't have confidence, and they shoot a lot. You know, Russell Westbrook is not a good shooter. That doesn't stop him from shooting. And Ben Simmons last night hit the corner three, and it was nice for him. They did leave him open, but I don't know if this is the start of something. I hope it is because... I want to see these good players become great players, and great players become all-time players. It's like the Greek freak. I, I hope he adds that element to his game. And he's got a nice release. He's got a nice shot. Anthony Davis added this to his game. He's got a really nice shot, nice form. Yes, McLevin. Giannis is now taking four and a half a game. Yeah. He's not hitting them. But is that is that all you need is to take them? Does, is hitting them 
You know what I mean? Well, I think if you have the form and you have the green light from your coach to do it, then it's just a matter of getting that feel. Because I know that these guys make it look easy. It's not easy. Like that, that, that is obviously a difficult shot. And it's a lot further than you think it is when you're out there. Now, the corner three is not as far as the top of the key. But Ben was left open in the corner, and he is a great player, all-around player. He, he's a great defensive player, and he can take over a game without you know, hitting a jumper. But you see these players nowadays, and I don't know how you play as much as they play, and you can't shoot. I don't know how that's possible. Like, at what point do you go, Ben, you might need a jumper at the next level? He was probably so good at a young age that he never really developed that. I would think that you would just, out of boredom, go, you know, I'd like to hit a couple of jumpers here. You know, LeBron didn't have a good jump shot when he first came in. He was a scorer, not a shooter. And by the way, Luka Doncic came in with great form. And he had all this pro experience. But he has been playing with professionals since he's 15. And you're seeing that benefit. Here is my question, though. Luka Doncic is sort of having this... He's not an overnight sensation. But, you know, two teams passed on him. Phoenix and Sacramento passed on Luka Doncic, by the way. His former coach, coach of the Suns, and the Suns still passed on him. But we're starting to see Luka figure this out. And the game looks a lot easier to him. He is better at this age than LeBron James was. And you can't say that about many players, you know, who are better than LeBron when LeBron came in. You know, LeBron came out of high school and went into the NBA. But keep this in mind. If Luka Doncic had gone to Duke, how big... He would be really, really famous. Because like Zion, but a different kind of player. If Luka played at Duke or Kansas or Kentucky, and then you're on national TV for 30 games, then you're not surprising anybody. And suddenly, you're playing against these guys in college. That somehow makes you better or more appealing as the number one overall pick, than he was playing with these grown men in Europe. Because playing in Europe, in that professional league, you know, these are grown-ass men. But we only see clips, and then you go, yeah, he looks okay. He got a nice jumper. I remember watching his highlights. And I said, okay. Like, he, he looked like he did just enough to get by and be able to score. But how many people have bad highlights? They're called highlights. Like nobody ever says, uh, here's my bad plays. Here's all the shots I missed. Here's the, the turnovers that I have. Here's when I didn't play defense. So everybody looks good. And Luka Doncic is looking great right now. By the way, I, um, it's not load management, but yesterday I took the day off because I cracked one of my front teeth. And um, I woke up early in the morning, and it was actually on my tongue so I just shoved it back up there, but I had to get it temporarily sealed so I could do the show today, and I have surgery later on. This sucker, I don't know if it can last for two more hours. I don't know. Could be, could be delicate here. Yes, Eden. So what is the surgery you're going in for? They ha- I don't know yet, but they might have, I don't know, I don't even want I don't know. Like a, uh, a new one? Maybe. Oh, yeah, this isn't good. Not good. Yes, Paul. Remember that movie, the Buddy Holly story with Gary Busey, and he gets his tooth knocked out before they go on the Ed Sullivan show, mm. and he just takes a piece of gum and wedges it up there. And 
I honestly thought this yesterday morning when I text Paulie at 3.30 a.m., maybe I could just get some Gorilla Glue and just kind of cram it up there. He's frowned upon by the doctor. Yeah, well, then I, te- I, I text Paulie first to say, I can't, I can't um, answer the bell today. And I think it was, it was before 4 o'clock, and then... Um, 3.45, as a matter of fact. Oh, it was? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like Paulie's response was... 3.48. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, Paulie. I have a setting on my phone. Someone told me how to do this. <laughs> that when I get texts from you, yeah. my phone both buzzes and lights up when mm. the buzzer and lights are off. Like, you could do that. You could set an alert. And so all of a sudden I hear, and then the light pops out of my room, and I look, I'm like, 3.48 a.m. Either Dan's having a great night or a bad night. I'm going to hear about one of them. Yeah, but you should have it where it only goes off prior to 6 o'clock in the morning. Because then you know that that could affect the show. And, you know, I felt bad. We were going to have Taylor Kitsch on from Friday Night Lights. He's got a new movie out. I felt bad. Uh, Katie Nolan, who I have great respect for, she was going to join us as well. It's a long way to go to get out of uh, interviewing I know. Katie Nolan. Wow, yeah. you stood her up. Yeah, I know. I felt, <laughs> I felt bad. Felt bad. Because Katie Nolan and I have a little bit of a history there. And this was, what, five years ago? Yep. We had gone to dinner at a steakhouse in Tribeca, Wolfgang's. And then we go two doors down where my wife's nephew was sort of celebrating a bachelor party you know it was just they were getting together before he got married he says come on over and do a shot i go over and do a shot and then i leave with paulie and katie nolan is at the end of the bar with some guy and i find out the next day she tweeted out uh saw dan patrick doing shots plural so i had a problem with that she didn't come by. She sent the guy over who said, you got to have her on. That's Katie Nolan. And I said, I don't know who Katie Nolan is. Didn't think anything of it. And, and, and this is five years ago. She's, she's become a, a, you know, an emerging star there at the mothership. Delightful person. But all of a sudden, Paulie goes, uh, yeah, Katie Nolan uh, got a ding you on social media. <laughs> I go, I, I, didn't, I, haven't, I haven't met her. Yeah, you were doing shots. So I see her at Dan Levitard's wedding. She was shocked when I said, you know, we've met before, I guess. And she goes, no, we haven't. I said, yeah, technically we haven't been formally introduced, but you, you sent a tweet out about me doing shots. And she looked at me like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. And then uh, Sarah Spain was with us. She texted Paulie at the wedding reception to say, is Dan telling the truth? Can you confirm this story? And she said, urgent. And Paulie texts Sarah Spain back at Dan Levitard's wedding reception and say, absolutely true, filled in the details. And then I said, you know what, Katie, I'm having you on the show. And then I couldn't come in yesterday. We'll have her on maybe five years down the road, but we'll have her on. Guaranteed. Got a poll question, McLovin? We went through the first hour. I did put up who who should be the front runner for NBA MVP. Surprising results. Okay, the choices are LeBron, Luka, Giannis, and Harden. Uh, there's a runaway winner. Okay. Well, it's a, it's not as runaway as it started out, but and there is recency bias in the runaway winner. So Luka Doncic? Yeah, Luka okay. with LeBron second, uh, Giannis third, and Harden last. It's a new story. I mean, Giannis and, and Harden's numbers are both up It doesn't matter. It's not always numbers, it's the story. It's like the Heisman, the newness. Like Joe Burrow, 
That's new. Trevor Lawrence, not new. Tua, not new. Who had Joe Burrow two months ago? Not even Joe Burrow. No, but Joe Burrow's probably going to win. Fresh story. Oh, look at this. You know, he wasn't good enough to start at Ohio State, goes to LSU, and they're going to play for the national championship. Great story. You hate to say this, but that's what the media looks for sometimes. Russell Westbrook wouldn't have won the MVP, in my opinion, if he didn't average a triple-double. If he averaged double digits in points and assists and not rebounds, it wouldn't have been as convenient. James Harden is, I mean, how valuable is he? Is there anybody more valuable to their team than James Harden? Because they're playing at a high level. Now, Luka is right there with James Harden with value to your team. Because Dallas is not as good a team as Houston is. But Luka is having as good a year all around. He's having a better year than James Harden. It's different. Because Harden takes so many shots to get that number. Luka takes a lot, too. His shooting percentage has not been awesome until the last two games. Well, Harden's shooting percentage has not been good at all. Yeah. But he has the ball more than anybody in the history of the game. So you're going to, you're going to get stats there. Luka Doncic is a better story. He is. Yeah, Paul. The one thing you said about who helps their team the most or who's most valuable to their team, I think there's a lot of people out there, basketball people, who think that Harden's style is is fantastic and you know the points are great, but it's not conducive to winning an NBA title. So I think he gets dinged a little for that, that his style may not help his team advance to the NBA Finals and win because it, it doesn't work in April and May. We also want to see Luka, and, and, and this isn't fair to him, but we want to see him on a playoff stage. Because that's where you take your game, and, and then you become a legend. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. You know, they're, I think, in the fifth spot right now. And, you know, if you're going to have... When's the last time an MVP in the NBA did not play in the postseason? I know that Kareem won the MVP in 1975 with the Lakers. They won 40 games that year. I think that's the fewest wins for an MVP in modern history. Uh, LeBron James won 46 back in 2011. Moses Malone, 46. Russell Westbrook won 47 in the year that he won with the triple-double. Moses Malone as well. So, fewest wins by an NBA team with the MVP. And Luka, I don't know. You get to 50? Yeah, McLovin. Giannis, by the way, is averaging over 30 points per game, almost 14 rebounds a game. And if they're the... And the same with LeBron. If, if the Lakers and the Bucks are number one seeds, will that, like, what if they really emerge as, like, those, like, a Warriors-type record? I, ex- I expect it. LeBron has a better chance than the Greek Freak because now we've created a new story with LeBron. Now he's passing. He's leading the league in assist. Now he's deferring. He's become that team leader. He's playing defense here. They might have the best record in basketball. So he's sort of given us a new chapter to his book. And I think he would be the leading candidate here. Greek Freak may lead his team in all categories again. We've already seen the story. It's not fair to him. I'll say that up front. Luka is a new story. James Harden's not. And I don't know who else. You know, Kawhi Leonard. And here's another thing with Kawhi Leonard. He and Paul George played last night. They beat the Celtics in overtime. I, I, I know that there, Reggie Miller said he had no questions about this team. And I do. I don't think they're a great team. 
I think they're good. I don't think they're great. And granted, this is November. I wonder if there's something really wrong with Kawhi Leonard. You know, the whole load management here? Is there something there? Or is this by design that I'm going to sit you more games in the beginning of the year, and then at the end of the year, you'll be playing on a more regular basis? But I, I, I just wonder. I thought he looked gassed last night. I didn't, I didn't. I mean, Kawhi is still a great player, had a big block shot, but I, I don't know. He should be well-rested. Paul George looks great, though. Paul George is, he looked wonderful. Yeah, McLeod. Maybe that's why he's gassed, because he's not getting in game shape, because he doesn't play consistently enough. He hits the front of the rim more than an AAUA okay, member. Okay, but here's the thing. Why isn't he in shape? Because he's not playing enough games. you got to play your way into shape. That's no, what no, I'm no. saying. No, he may not want to play a game, but how about you practice and you get in shape before you play in a game? I'm telling you, I'm seeing the same thing with Joel Embiid. He's playing 28 minutes a night, and he can't get in game shape. Well, I think that's diet. I think that's working out. I think that's a willingness to transform yourself. And I guarantee Joel Embiid in a couple years is going to look back on these years and say, I wish I would have taken it more seriously or got in better shape there or had a better diet. He, he's somebody who would really, really benefit. As talented as he is, he'd really benefit. Yes, he But can't some of these guys who aren't in game shape get in game shape, say, in April? When the season's winding down and they're heading into the playoffs and you're looking at the finals in June, we're still a long way away from all of that. Yeah, take these games easy, keep your record good, and you're fine. But I don't know if there's something more. How many games has he sat out with load management? Four? He's he's played 10 out of 15 this year. Okay. uh, They would say one of the games wasn't load management. It was injury. He was sore. Yeah, I don't know. Just get a feeling that maybe there's something a little bit more to this. Uh Kawhi Leonard was asked about his big plays. He had a great dunk, and he had a big block shot as they picked up the win. They beat the Celtics in overtime. Here's Kawhi after the game. Kawhi, can you take us through the dunk you had in the block? (laughs) Um, What do you want me to say? (laughs) Whatever you want to say. It's just more of just the build-up leading to that play, what you were seeing, and your thought process with everything. Um, Patrick threw me the ball. I took a two dribbles to the paint and tried to jump high and dunk the basketball. And Kimba got it open for a three, and I jumped my highest to try to contest, and I got a block. <laughs> That's great. Take me through this. Uh, I took two dribbles, jumped high, and dunked. I went out on somebody and blocked their shot. That's great. Yes, McLevin. I want a reporter one day to say, can you uh, give me a good third paragraph line here or something, a quote to lead my story with or just fill in this? Yeah. That's what they want. Yeah. And th- that's what Kawhi knew. Could you help me write this column, please? Uh, what do you want me to say? You say something bad about the opposing coach. Yeah, or yeah. that'll never happen. Youngest MVPs in all sports, Paulie, do you have a quiz for me? I have a quiz for you. You ready or you want to save it? <sighs> I'm ready. We could do this. We could knock it out. The youngest MVPs age-wise in the four major sports, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL. I'm going to start with NFL, youngest MVP all time. Who wants a shot at? I'm going to go Jim Brown. Jim Brown is both the first and second youngest MVP in NFL history. Then you got Marino, Mahomes, Walter Payton. Shocker, I got him in. NBA, Luka Doncic, if he wins MVP this year, he'd be 21 and a half years old, which make him the youngest MVP of all time in the NBA. Who currently is the youngest NBA MVP? 
I know you know. We had him on about two months ago. We had him on had him on in about eight years, and we had him on two months ago. He plays for the Pistons. Derek Rose. Oh. 22 years old. Then it's Wes Unsell, Bob Pettit, Bob Beck. Okay. Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball, youngest MVP of all time. There was four different dudes who were in their 20, they were 22. I'm going to say Al Kaline. No. Second all time is your boy Johnny Bench at 22 and three quarters. Was Al Kaline the youngest batting champ ever? Maybe that's what it is. Okay, continue. So John. Johnny Bench, Johnny Stan ben. Musial, and Bryce Harper were all 22. But this player, who was awesome at pitching <clears> and <throat> pitched in fantastic uniforms in the 70s on the West Coast and had a great name. Fernando Valenzuela? Vita Blue. Oh! Vita One of Blue. my favorite players growing up. This should be easy. The youngest MVP in hockey history is also the youngest MVP in sports history. Wayne Gretzky? Wayne Gretzky, 19 years yeah. old. Wayne Gretzky won it again at 20 and again at 21. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky would be the youngest MVP in baseball, basketball, and football thrice over. Thrice Harper. Didn't we say that if if Bryce Harper had a boy, you'd call him thrice? I don't know why we said that, but it's like thrice Harper. Did we say Rake Harper? Rake was another name. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were coming up. You were, you were trying to come up with like baseball. Rake. Like if he had two MVPs and then, or he won his third and then he had a boy and then you call him thrice Harper. <laughs> yes, McLovin. Uh, you're right. Al Kaline, youngest batting champ. Batting champ. There you go. He should have won the MVP. There you go. Uh, Sean Merriman is going to join us here in studio. He was in the old man cave. This is his second appearance here in the home man cave. So it'll be good to uh, see Sean again. We'll take a break. It's uh, 21 after the hour here on the Dan Patrick Show. If you purchase supplies for a business, you know it's nearly impossible to find everything you need in one place. And that's why there's Zorro.com, where the number one goal is to make your life easier. Zorro.com, that's Z-O-R-O.com, is where you'll find everything you need for your businesses of any size and almost any industry. Zorro.com has tools and equipment, safety and office supplies, cleaning supplies, and more. Zorro has tons of stuff for industries like electrical, plumbing, contracting, manufacturing, and more. You'll find brands you know and trust like Stanley, 3M, Milwaukee, Schneider, and Rubbermaid, just to name a few. Zorro.com offers amazing customer service from real people based in the United States. You'll also enjoy fast, free shipping of orders of $50 or more. Even if you don't have a business to shop for, you can still find lots of great items at Zorro.com. Visit Zorro.com slash Dan to sign up for a Z-mail and get 15% off your first order. That's Zorro.com slash Dan. Sign up for the Z-mail and get 15% off your first order. Why wait to live your best life? Stop letting fibroids and endometriosis take over. Right now, thousands of women who have visited the specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care at InnovativeGYN.com are saying the same thing. I shouldn't have waited. Waiting to treat a GYN condition can prolong the symptoms and often make them worse. Fibroids will grow and endometriosis will spread. If you ignore a GYN condition, you can also risk anemia from increased blood loss. Why are you waiting? The CIGC difference is our training and our techniques. State-of-the-art, minimally invasive procedures are performed as same-day outpatient surgeries. Recovery from the exclusive CIGC procedures is just days. 
innovative techniques, superior results. That's the CIGC difference. Book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Sean Merriman. He is the uh, former NFL linebacker. Sacks leader in 2006, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Chargers Ambassador, and his second appearance here in the Man Cave. This is the new Man Cave, yeah, as opposed to the old one. It's this a little is the, bit nicer. The second contract, yeah, re-up Ooh. over here. Yeah, how many sacks would I have to have a year to get this upgraded? Oh, it's double digit. Oh, it is for sure. Yeah, are sacks overrated? No, I mean, what about hurries? Like, what's the most important stat? For a pass rusher. You know, sack, sack, force fumble, any kind of turnover is always going to be number one. But, um, you know, b- passes batted down really don't get accounted for a lot because that, that's an opportunity for, you know, misplay. Um, tip, you know, any, any tip balls, you know, those things aren't really looked at because they're not glamorous. But that's why Aaron Donald, see, I think if I was drafting somebody now, and, and granted, you can't find Aaron Donald everywhere, but... Pressure up the middle feels like it's more important than on the edges now because these quarterbacks get rid of the ball so quickly. I want you to put pressure and put your hands up. Well, it is. And anytime that when we talk when people talk about this leading the league in sacks or my career, I always bring up one of my teammates, Jamal Williams, that I played with one of the best to ever do it. And Luis Castillo. And I also played with uh with Kyle Williams in Buffalo. So those guys who don't get a lot of credit that which is the, the reason why you know guys like myself can sit on the outside and look pretty and go get those sacks. Who did you not get that you wanted? Uh, I don't. I don't think I got Aaron Rodgers. Okay. You know, we we came up there, we played them, and they just they they roasted us pretty bad, and I didn't get close to him. What was that like though? When you you just know this isn't going to end well. Uh, <laughs> well, they <laughs> they were having a field day. I yeah. mean, it was it was one of the things where you 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 get a chance to see a guy's greatness up close and, you know, have three quarterbacks or four quarterbacks really to come in mind that I got a chance to play against. I'm like, I'll remember these guys for the rest of my life because they were just running drills on us during the game. I mean, it was just so far ahead of the game. So Rodgers and who else? Uh, Peyton Manning. Yeah. I was up there, Tom Brady. And, um, you know, I would say, yeah, well, I played play with another one in Phillip. So. Okay. And I just see him every day. Phillip's getting heat now. Look, he he's had two back-to-back really, really bad games, right? Yeah. And um, so that, that heat is expected. But what I don't understand is people calling for his job and calling for someone else to come in yeah. and play. Do you, you think know, he's the quarterback of the Chargers next year? Yes, absolutely. You know, two, two games or a few games, even a season, really don't dismiss somebody's body of work. I, I think that what people need to understand is, you, you know, you can have a couple games that – doesn't go well. You can have a season that doesn't go well, but look how many games Phillip Rivers has yeah. started and not missed. You know, I played a, a game in uh, the AFC Championship game against the Patriots in 07. Yeah. 
were you talking about a guy that, that scoped his knee in a torn ACL to play? Hall of Famer? Yes, absolutely. And, and anybody that, that says he's not, it's just they don't, they're not, they're speaking more of the heart of not liking him as opposed to the numbers that he's putting up. But see, I don't have a bias. I like him as a person. I really do. And I've had him on usually every year at the beginning of the season. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. Because I think at that position, everybody's going to put up big numbers. No, you know, this lack of success in the postseason and no Super Bowl appearance and a lot of talent on offense. Well, you can count that for many different reasons. If you look back at some of the teams we had with the Chargers in 06 and 07, those should have been guaranteed Super Bowl winning teams. Yeah. You know, we should be sitting back with two rings right now. We, If the Chargers had two rings in franchise history – all the pressure is off of Philip. That's, no, be like Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, exactly. You know, you get one ring, or you know, you get two rings. You're golden, but you get one ring, and now it automatically puts you in the greatest conversations and in, in, in getting the gold jacket. And it's unfortunate that Philip is going to have to do and deal with that from yeah. what happened back in the mid 2000s of, of us not winning a ring. Philip Rivers is a better quarterback than Eli, but Eli has more success. He has the postseason success. That's the difference. Yeah, and the, the this, to me personally, and I'm not just saying this because I play with Philip. I don't think it's even close talent wise, or it'll, you know, stat wise when Philip will be done. But Eli Manning's always going to have that pass because he yeah. he got the rings, and his last name is Manning. By the way, the Chargers selected Sean Merriman with the 12th pick in the 2005 draft. That was one of the picks the Chargers got from the Eli Manning Philip Rivers trade. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, and so you know, I didn't know you were attached to that. I I will always be attached to it, and um, you know, to kind of make it to make it worse. <laughs> now you have to fill up and Eli talks, and whether Eli should have stayed there or whatever the deal was, could, could could we have got a ring with Eli? That's the talk, and I don't I don't think so. I don't think we've been in a better position. Uh, you uh, started your own MMA company a couple yeah. of months ago called Lights Out XF, which is extreme fighting. Your nickname, Lights Out? Lights Out. High school? Yeah. From you were hitting people and turning the lights out. Yeah. Went to Because uh, it wasn't like your mom called you Lights Out because you never no, turned the lights out. No, she off. was still turning the lights out on me. Um, no, I went to school back in Frederick Douglass High School in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. My sophomore year, knocked out four kids in one game. And uh, from that point, <laughs> you know, people started calling me Lights Out. So that, that name stuck with me all the way through through the pros and, and now through Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Okay, but does anybody trash talk you about not doing something in a game? Hey, lights out. Like, did you ever get that from somebody? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had people to, to mock the dance, and they were doing, um, especially with the, we had an 06, right, against the Patriots yeah. when we lost against them in the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, you know, it was, it, was mocked, it was mocked a lot. I mean, you know, it, it, I, I look at any time anytime someone imitates what you're doing, it's, it's like, you know, kind of you get flattered. What is it about MMA, though, that you love? Well, for one, I started doing MMA in between 2005 and 2006. You right were out. in early. Yeah, I was, I was doing it early during the offseason because I wanted to get better with my hand, my hands and uh, you know, kind of my leverage, and it was really helping me in football. Being outside linebacker and pass rusher, you have to have violent hands. It was just part of it. And I kind of just fell in love with the sport. So you know, I've been around you know, some of the best MMA fighters in the world, training with them during the offseasons. Uh, so fast forward, I was actually going to take a fight when I retired. The mo- just the money wasn't there. 
if the money was there, you know, coming off of what I was doing, then I would have fought 100%. Who would you not want to get into the octagon with? Um, you know, I'll get in there with anybody. Well, how about who would make you a little more concerned? All time. Nobody. I mean, to be honest, there's very few, if anybody, that I wouldn't get in there with. I can't really, you know, for me personally, I can't see myself saying, hey, I'm not going to go fight that guy. I'm totally scared. You know, I'm going, I'm, I'll am going. i fight anybody. Um, but you got guys that you rather, <laughs> you rather not want to, you rather not want to be in there with. Okay, like who? Uh you know, I, yeah, I got a lot to, to train a lot with Randy Couture. Yeah. You know, th- those those type of guys and, you know, Chuck Liddell's and the Tito Ortiz. These guys are wired different. But but you're so much bigger than them. Yeah, but it's, you know, and that sport is, is really skill and, and guys perfecting their craft. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't jump right into the sport, you know, because I can stand up and strike with anyone. But you have guys who been doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, they for, get you and they get you to the canvas. They get you to the canvas and you know it's good night for you. If I had my four guys in the octagon against you, how long would it last? Well, I'm taking two out immediately. I mean, two was two, two's got to get out of this. I'm I'm picking the first the, the big the top two biggest people. That's be, my thing. So that'd be the back row. That'd be McLovin and Fritz. Oh yeah, for sure. You have no problem with that. Yeah, you guys are done. And how do you take them out? Punching. I mean, I'm standing up. You know, I'm sure one of them probably will attack me from behind, and I'm he, out. he looks like an ankle biter. <laughs> what, what? What if they just ran? Well, that that cage is locked. There's, there's no <laughs> way. <laughs> What's the strangest thing you've seen during an MMA fight? Um, you know, a guy poop himself. <laughs> well, that was, have you you seen that? I think it's a guy. You don't know. It's I, a, I think I'm choosing not to. Relive that, but I think I saw that. Yeah, it so, was a guy that a guy that pooped himself, and um, he kept fighting, and the other guy kept fighting him. I mean, at that point, the fight is over. You know, I'm not finishing that fight. We, that, the ref got to come in and step in. If, and if somebody did that to you, now it's not a tap out; it's a poop out. It's a poop out, and it, it, it's done automatically. You you would not fight anymore. No, I, I mean. <laughs> At that at that point, it's, it shouldn't be sanctioned. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you guys probably had those moments in a football game where. No, you know, a lot of guys not have. If it rained outside, I've I've peed on myself. If it was already we're wet and I couldn't get to the sideline of if it's raining and so what, you know. Well, Mark Schlereth has made a career out of you know being called stink. He peed on himself all the time. Yeah, I don't, I don't want that nickname. That's that's something he can have. Did you ever? Do you like offensive linemen? You know, it's funny. Some of my closest friends on the field, no. I just, you know, I just think they're big, jolly guys and will love to hold and get a kick out of doing <laughs> dirty stuff. I mean, that's that's how I looked at them on the field. But some of my closest friends off the field and even now being retired has been some of the offensive linemen. What are the things that, what, what are the worst things that happen to you with offensive linemen? Um, I, I remember uh, my, my rookie year. I mean, John Runyon. John Runyon was a mother. I mean, it, this dude would hold you, grab you, take you over the pile. It didn't matter. And I just remember his uh, his big, hairy arms that he had <laughs> that uh, during the game when he started to sweat, it, it was really gross. And he would hold you and, and, and try to finish you off or take you over uh, take you over a pile. But do you, 
do you have respect for the guy who will do whatever it takes to now granted it's against you yeah and it could be illegal could be dirty but is it like i can't imagine that battle that goes on because we don't really get to we see it but we don't really know what's going on with you guys well i I played with one uh chris dillman he's offensive guard i Mm -hmm. mean one of the nastiest guards you can play against. And I always think, even every day in practice, I'm glad this guy is on my team. I remember one running a play in practice, and he actually broke my nose. My my helmet slid down on my face mask, and I cracked the bridge of my nose. I got up, and I'm looking at him. My face is just, I'm just gushing with blood. And I'm looking at him like, damn, I'm glad I don't have to play you in the game. Yeah, but you don't want to kill him? No, no. I mean, he's your teammate. No, 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 because... You you want to go to war with guys. But did you ever do anything that was dirty? Illegal? No, no. All, all of my course hits, not. All of my hits were clean. Really? All of my hits were clean. Legal. Did you ever have a moment where you went, I can't believe I just did that? Well, you know, one time I, I got a horse collar in preseason. I think we were playing the Cowboys or something like that. And that was the only flag or penalty I, I, re, I recall getting. Outside of that, no. I wanted to get you between the whistles, you know, where it's legal. There are those guys, though, that would time just after. Like, when you blow that whistle, it was like, tweet, and then they, they hit you right at the end of the eat on the pile. Oh, yeah. Well, you well, you know those guys going into the game. Like Rodney Harrison. Oh, yeah. That's, had a, that's, a, a, that's a whole different <laughs> that's a whole different animal there. Would you, would you want to be labeled? Like, Heinz Ward and Rodney Harrison were always labeled the two of the dirtiest players to ever play the game. Great players. Hall of Fame caliber players. Yeah. Would you mind that label? If you were going to be a Hall of Famer, yeah, you'd be okay with the dirtiest player in the. In the- uh, well, no, no, I wouldn't be okay with it. Okay, um, you know because you you have, you know, the whole reason why I got into football to begin with is so I can legally hurt somebody. It was, <laughs> it was like I, I wanted to play for that reason. Like, hold on, I can I can do this to this man, and I can't go to jail. It was like, <laughs> this seemed like a pretty good gig here. Did you ever um, get to that moment that Miles Garrett got to with Mason? No, Rudolph? and that's that's what's what, what I don't understand because you have so many opportunities to to you know be reckless with with another guy if you want to not really target or do anything like that, but plenty of things illegal between the whistle. So when you when you see a guy and no matter what the situation is, take a a helmet slash weapon. And swing it to at a guy who already has his helmet off. You know, look, there's been plenty of times why I punched guys in the helmet, and I thought I broke my hand. I'm, I like, why, I'm like, why do you? <laughs> but in the heat of the moment, in the heat of the moment, you do that. Like I've done that in practice, where I've almost fractured my hand punching a guy in the helmet, and I'm going back and I'm putting ice on my hand in the locker room, saying, why, why in the hell did I did I do that? And that was in the heat of the moment. I, I can't even understand or fathom. Taking my taking the guy's helmet and me looking at him with his helmet off, and me swinging as hard as I could at it. But is that why you find these guys who grab your groin in the pile because everything else is covered? Yeah, well, those those are different type of guys. But, anyway, those, I don't, but that happens. It it it's definitely has. It, it doesn't happen as much now because there's so many cameras and so many different uh, ways you can get caught doing it. But it used to happen early on for sure. Would you rather face Brady or Lamar Jackson? Oh, Tom Brady. Because he's stationary? He's stationary. And, and as a pass rusher, you want those guys that, that don't move. Um, with Lamar Jackson, you're forced to stay in your rush lanes. You can't try it, you know, you're up and under as a pass rusher and try different moves because this guy is going to take off and run, you know, for, you know, 15, 20 yard gain every time. 
Before I let you go, you started your company, Lights Out XF Extreme Fighting. Uh, tell the audience more about it and yeah. uh, you know what, what's coming up. Yeah, you can check us out. I think we're airing um, in five different regions uh, in the country. Check us out at lightsoutxf.com. Uh, we're looking at a big event possibly uh, in San Diego in January, going back to my old stumping ground. So hopefully uh, looking to do that and, and blow it up. You know, We want to be a premier league, and we will be. Could you take Dana White? Oh, for sure. Okay. I, I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll tell him that too. That so. would be nice. You could get you guys in the octagon. Well, we talked We talked about me fighting Greg Hardy before, him and I. So Will you? Not in the, not in the UFC, but if we can you know, figure something out, I'm open to it. A lot of people would be rooting for you against Greg Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll make sure they get their money's worth too. Well, that'd be nice. But then you have to like stretch it out a little bit, the pain. Yeah, like you don't want to just end it. No, well, he's a he's a big dude, and he has he has done extremely well so far. He just lost a, a, a title fight, but we're we're two different caliber guys when it comes to being an athlete. He's a huge guy, and he's great in the sport. But being an athlete, he's not he's not on my level. Would you? How would you do against Conor McGregor? Oh, he's too he's too small. Even he's a great fighter, but he's just too. It wouldn't. Just, so that that's where your size would yeah yeah it's just it's just the nature of the beast i mean he's skilled he's a great fighter but he's just he's too small if you look into that camera right there and i say what would you say to greg hardy right now like let's stir it up a little bit he can he can call me he has he has my number he he's dim yeah but that's not smack talk yeah but it, you know it's one thing to talk about. I respect the sport, right? Me being a promoter and owner yeah. on this side, you know, I don't talk trash to people unless I really believe I can do it. I'm not trying to blow up a fight or promote. Now I'll promote the other fighters, but I'm not promoting myself. But if Greg Hardy and Dana White wanted it to happen, they they know what to do. Let me let me let me help you with this. Being a promoter, also. give me uh yeah, give me a promo. I I go to camera one here. Hey Greg, I'm gonna open up a can of whoop ass on you. All right. And your name will be on the side of that can of whoop-ass. I will open up a can of whoop-ass with your name on it. If you show. If not, lights out. There you go. That's it. That's how it's done. And that's a fresh can of whoop-ass. Yes, I'm it assuming. is. All fresh right. can right off go. the shelf. <laughs> Sean, great to see you. Thanks, Thanks for man. joining us it. here. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get to phone calls coming up as well here on the Dan Patrick Show. Wow, what a great time of year it is. Football, baseball playoffs, hockey, and soon the NBA. If you're looking to add some excitement to the game, make BetDSI.com your betting partner. New members get a 100% bonus match using promo code DP101. That's double your money to start winning today. BetDSI has been paying winners for 20 years and is top rated on betting review sites. BetDSI is a very user-friendly interface and mobile site. Simply play, win, and get paid. BetDSI offers betting options for everything. Bet on the NFL, NBA, NHL, boxing, and all other major sports. Also, politics, reality TV, esports, virtually everything. Try live betting at BetDSI, where you can bet on games from start to finish, every play and every minute until the end. New members get a 100% bonus match using promo code DP101. That's double your money to start winning today. So once again, go to BetDSI.com and use promo code DP101. One hundred and one, and get this limited time one hundred percent bonus offer to make some extra cash. Remember, it's only a game until you bet it at BetDSI. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com. 
clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Stop letting fibroids and endometriosis take over. Right now, thousands of women who have visited the specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care are saying the same thing. I shouldn't have waited. Waiting to treat a GYN condition can prolong the symptoms and often make them worse. Fibroids will grow. Endometriosis will spread. Why are you waiting? The CIGC specialists use exclusive laparoscopic techniques to treat complex GYN conditions. You don't need to suffer from abnormal bleeding or pelvic pain. Book a consultation at Innovative GYN. GYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Uh, that was fun. It was fun. Sean's uh, been a big fan of the show for a long time. It was nice to have him in the man cave. You can check out Lights Out XF Extreme Fighting with uh, Sean Merriman. He said something during the uh, live look-in that, that there is a story that's out there. No, he said, no, it's rumors of the Chargers going back to San Diego. And they would play at San Diego State. And that there would be an infusion of $400 million for the stadium. Now, this is just... And Sean is a Charger ambassador. And he's the one that brought it up and said, there is this possibility... You know, they're talking about this possibility. You know, we had the Chargers going to London, which wasn't going to happen. You know, if you're... Could the Chargers go back to San Diego? And if so, like they didn't want to give up this. You don't want to give up that L.A. address. Because how much did that uh, franchise improve? Like $350 million? Shot way up. Yeah, I just, is this, then is there a relocation fee to go back to San Diego? So I I don't know. Once again, Sean Merriman said, it's just a rumor out there of the Chargers maybe going back to San Diego. Also, Sean was out there on the football field, and we were going through our motions. Like, if we were a quarterback, what would he think if he saw us setting up? Uh, he wasn't impressed with anybody. And I said, you know, we were talking about Tom Brady. And he said, well, I'd always be able to tell if it was a running play or a passing play. Tom would have both feet together if it was a run. And he'd have one foot back, his right foot back, to give him a little bit more of an advantage if it was a pass. He said that was always our tell with Tom Brady. And it didn't really work. (laughs) That's how good he is. That even if you knew what Brady was doing, you still couldn't stop him. But he said he had a tell. And, uh, you know, it was his footwork. Yes, McLevin. Did the Patriots famously own that that version of the Chargers team? It seems impossible. Yes, they did. It seems impossible that it'd be that obvious. Yeah. Well, you say that now, Sean's left the building. No, I, I don't. Well, <laughs> I thought you guys were setting me up to take a Rodney Harris no, that entire time. We, we all did our dropbacks with, with him going after us. And, you know, the, the famous one that we had was McLovin acted like a quarterback. And we had Rodney Harrison in, and we set him up. You know, McLovin had no idea. And I said to Rodney, when McLovin goes back like he's going to throw, hit him right in the numbers. And Rodney did exactly that. And uh, McLovin got rocked there. 
And he, but he caught me right before I hit the ground. Yes, he did. Incredible feat of athleticism. Oh, there it is. We're showing the video now. We were all excited. You can see Paulie in the background, your feet dancing there as McLovin gets blindsided. Actually, it wasn't a blindside. It wasn't your blindside. He went right at you. How did you miss him, McLovin? I didn't think he was going to do that. Yes. Yeah, we had set him up to do it. That's great. Uh, When we come back, the ongoing story of James Wiseman at Memphis and the loan he's got to pay back and the number of games he has to sit out. Your phone call is coming up as well. Football season is here, and it's time to dominate the competition with your fantasy picks. And R.J. Bell's Dream Preview on Podcast One Sportsnet is your secret weapon to victory. I said the fact they didn't run it up in week one tells me this guy is so confident he wants to hide his strength. No matter the matchup, R.J.'s got you handled with top-notch analysis for the best NFL picks around. Now, is that true or not? I don't know. Very optimistic. Download R.J. Bell's Dream Preview every week on Apple Podcasts and podcast1.com. Stop letting fibroids and endometriosis take over. Right now, thousands of women who have visited the specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care are saying the same thing. I shouldn't have waited. Waiting to treat a GYN condition can prolong the symptoms and often make them worse. Fibroids will grow. Endometriosis will spread. Why are you waiting? The CIGC specialists use exclusive laparoscopic techniques to treat complex GYN conditions. You don't need to suffer from abnormal bleeding or pelvic pain. Book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888 Surgery.